I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, guys? Hey. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. This is the Tiger King After Show on AfterBuzz TV. I'm Jesse Zayner, quarantined in my home with my three guests, Al Gray. Hey, everybody. What's up? We're still recording live in the apocalypse down here. It's your boy, Al Gray. Glad to see see all you guys. We got some new some new guests here here with my homegirl Jess, and yeah, let's talk Tiger King. Yes, and we have Cortez Kirkwood. How's everyone doing? We are uh, all in the house, caged like some of those animals. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, quarantining, but we're still safe. So good to see everyone here tuning in, and I'm ready to talk about some things. Yes. And lastly, our special guest for the finale episode of Tiger King is Mike Feeling. You know (laughs) him from The Bachelor and many other reality after shows here at After Buzz. What's up, Mike? What's up? I'm really excited to be here. I love this show and I I rewatched the whole series to come on today. Um, Found a bunch of stuff I missed, so I'm excited. This rocks. Yes. So we're going to recap episode season one, episode seven. Then we're going to get into Al Gregg's segment, Animal Apocalypse, also known as that, also known as Quarantine and Chill. And then finally, we'll come at you with some Tiger King news and gossip and then hang around because we will get into we'll we'll do another episode where we'll cover the eighth episode, which came out on Sunday. And we kind of caught up with all, all the characters of the show. So let's just get right into it. This episode is kind of a sad one. Um, but let's start first with the Jeff Lowe and Tim Stark kind of collaboration. Cause out of nowhere, these guys come together to open the new zoo. Al G tell me what you think about these two guys getting together on this. I mean, like any other partnership, you know, it's good when two people who kind of have a particular need can complement each other, you know, Joe's going down. They're basically, uh, uh, Jeff's kicking him to the curb and selling him out, you know, to the feds and, uh, and then, you know, taking over the spot. Joe's left with half the, you know, with half the inventory of the Tigers, but he's partnering with this, uh, with this other guy uh, who's able to bring in, who's not only able to bring in a bulldoze, like, you know, I guess as also like some of his own cats. So it seems like a partnership uh, made in heaven, but obviously, you know, <laughs> it's a partnership made in the apocalypse, made in hell, just like the rest of them. <laughs> Cortez, what did you th- what did you think about Tim Stark joining Jeff Lowe? I think just just like any other partnership, as he meant, as I'll just mention, they're all pretty. They have all started out to look like they were going to be positive and move forward, but every time, as things hit the fan, they have turned out to be like very toxic, as I would say. And this is just you know, this is obviously in the finale of the of the season. We're seeing another relationship kind of spark and just blow up, you know. So. I when I saw it, I was like, "Oh God! Like, what are they? What, are they, what kind of business do they have? Like, how's this about to go?" And you clearly find out that it does not go as well. So, I wasn't yeah. too supportive of it. Yeah, I'm curious to hear you, Mike. Feeling, tell us, yeah, tell us dude, your thoughts. It's awesome because uh, Tim doesn't wear enough clothes, and Jeff wears too many clothes. So, I think it's a <laughs> they got a lot of synergies going on. It's really interesting for the rest of the way the rest of the show pans out because over and over and over again we see that Jeff 
isn't what he says he is. He doesn't have the money. He doesn't have the resources. He doesn't have all this stuff that he claims to. And, you know, the whole just or, you know, gist of this whole episode is kind of going back and forth. Who's right? Is Joe right? Is he kind of innocent? Are these people playing him? Is he really worse than he says he is? And so this is just one of those pieces of evidence that, look, Jeff might be kind of shady. He's bringing somebody else in because he, can't, he doesn't have the means to do the new zoo by himself. So it's just one more piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So, so going off that, who do you guys think is right when all is done? Who do you think's right in this mess? I think nobody's right. And Saf is the only one I empathize with. Yes. I love Saf. <laughs> only, and, and, and just to uh, kind of just, just to back it up, I guess we're led to believe that uh, Joe is, he's portrayed as the protagonist. And actually I said, he's not really a protag- protagonist, more like an anti-hero. Kind of like that outsider eccentric guy, but kind of has a little dark side, but wounded, and you know it got us all kind of on board. And the more the uh, the show is, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Bob, you got a chance to see more and more of his defects along with everybody else. Everybody else. And so he just descends into being, um, again, somebody else I hate just as much as everybody, if not more, but who I had more mm-hmm. compassion for. So, yeah, I'm bummed that we don't get to see Sap anymore. I'm glad, and I'm glad she wasn't up on the stand testifying. I don't know. There's something about that that makes me respect that uh, she didn't get involved in all the BS. Yeah. What, what are your guys, Mike and, and Cortez, what are your thoughts? I, I think everybody, I, I agree. I think everybody is guilty to some extent. Everybody has done a bunch of stuff that they're not admitting and they're trying to make themselves look really, really good. And based on what they say, they <clears throat> do look really good, right? So you could just go straight to the, the, the real root of the evidence that they had against Joe was at $3,000 as far as the murder for hire, right? The $3,000 was the clutch piece of evidence. Joe says he was told to give it to, uh, to um, Alan just to get him to leave, right, to move on with his life. And everybody else is saying, no, that was him paying off to go do the murder. So you can't take anybody for their word, and it's all somewhere in the middle, I think. None of them. I feel the worst for what's-his-name, the uh, uh, OG documentarian who lost all his footage. That hurt my yeah. the most out of all of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Come on. Rick. That was his ticket. Yeah. Rick. You, no. Uh, you said you said the question you asked was who you feel was right or was like I think John Philly was right. Yeah. <laughs> because he's the one that actually got out of it. He got married. And he went away. He got out of it. And, and, well, not out of it, but he tried to. He wanted to. Cortez, did you say John? I mean, obviously, he didn't have to do. <laughs> did you say john yeah john, john. okay john with the okay yeah. yeah and i was riding with john too i'm sorry i was riding with john too but <laughs> this is just so i don't know if i'm just gonna be hypercritical at the end i don't know if you guys caught this when he's being interviewed he's like 
man, you know, I've been running that place for, for 10 years. How come they didn't ask me? How come the feds wouldn't want to ask me? I mean, just personally, you know, I wouldn't want to be involved in a nasty fed case like this. Right. But secondly, I didn't know he was running it, but I'm sure some days he was, and I'm sure everybody's playing fast and loose with the titles. And then when they finally get him on board with the case, he's like, dang, man, you know, they made me go like, go and like buy a suit and I didn't have to do this. And why do I got to come down here? Yeah. I was like, shut up, man. You wanted to be down. You wanted to be part of the circus. So Al, you're talking about John Rinky. I'm a huge John Rinky fan. I love Rinky and I love Saf. Those are my boys I was right about John there. Finley. But oh, yeah, okay. Cortez is talking about <laughs> John bad. Finley, his second husband, but the first that we get to meet on the show. Um, yeah, I thought it was really interesting that John Finley, just a side note, was married to that woman for 30 years. Like how long ago was all this stuff? I thought that was his first husband. So no, Joe had yeah, a first husband that passed away before, oh, before, before these um, guys, he passed away of AIDS before all this. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, so, okay. Second first so, husband. Yes. A second first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyways, we got a bunch of people in the chat, just chiming in about the Jeff Lowe, Tim Stark situation. We have she- Shelly bear 22 says Jeff Lowe is a lying scumbag. And why would anyone believe him? We got free Joe exotic in the chat that says he's, Jeff Lowe has got a sick affliction in Oakley gear, though. Um, so people, people affliction Oakley. Comments, yes, every week we have um, people commenting about Joe or uh, Jeff's gear, like what he wears on TV. Um, and then Mommy in Color, who's joining us every week, she says that I think that when you are shady AF and deal with shady people, shady stuff happens to you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's like that yeah. lesson, you know, about you ha- if you want to go into business, you got to kind of bring your own character with it, you know, because at the end of the day, like, look what happened. Had there been any real, I guess, I don't want to say connection or friendship, but just a real business integrity, like none of this would have went down. None of this would have went down. But in this time, at, by the end, they got everybody turning on everybody, you know, and, and Tim and Jeff, the new guys going at each other. And obviously everybody wants to throw up. Uh, Joe under the bus so yeah that's what I mean it was kind of sad it left me with kind of like a, a bitter feeling in the end <laughs> well it's it's true and but there's kind of nowhere you can go every one of these operations probably except Carol's is definitely illegal mm-hmm. right they're all buying and selling animals that they're not supposed to just from a base level to operate their business it's illegal right from the bat so these are all shady people Oh, but right. so question is, is Carol the one, I'm not saying she had the moral high ground, but is she the one who got it right, who did all the same practices, but just put an end to it and was able to flip and, you know, kind of like uh, portray her operation as more legit, even though she Carol. did all the same thing to claim our animals. Maybe, maybe that was the, you know, the checkmate, the chess move. Carol was just smarter. I think she's just, she was the smarter one. Clearly, you know, she had a lot of money, you know, to bet. Actor of two, I mean, those individuals, you know, they had Joe, but Joe didn't really take on the workers. They didn't have, I don't think they had big of a case, you know? They wouldn't have had a case if they hadn't found those tiger bones. I'm sorry for interrupting, Jess, but you're like, they had to pile on because the, the case was looking kind of flimsy, in my opinion. No. Yeah, so let's get into the case a little bit more. Um, we see Joe... <clears throat> He's in prison now. We, we actually see a video of him in prison doing calls. Um, <laughs> side note, his bangs are like the thing that is really suffering in prison. I mean, who yeah. is cutting them? It was really bad. Poor Joe. 
So he's in prison now. And I think we mentioned this earlier in the season, but one thing that he said was that he was going to take everybody out. And we see that towards the end of this, that like he is really going to go on a rampage with these people. But the trial is just crazy. They don't they don't talk to Rinky at all. He's bothered by that. Um, and just it it's a complete shit show. Like the the I don't actually know how they were able to get enough evidence against him to put him in jail because uh, I mean I, just tell me your thoughts. Let's start with you, Al. Just tell me your thoughts on the whole thing because it, it's just oh, chaotic. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, just as I stated, I mean, um, it was kind of flim- it was kind of flimsy. You know, the evidence. You know. Uh, like, you know, like Matt said earlier, like who bribed who and who gave who the money and the motivation. So I think even the, the the reporter covering the case, she was like, they had to find all this other preponderance of evidence, you know, to make their, their case more solid. Because in any other place, I don't think it necessarily would have would have stuck. But if, if you they got dirt on everybody, but you all agree to like, OK, but let's pile it on him. So so we all get off, you know, and you don't and you don't uh, prosecute us. You know, that's kind of like the the easy way to go. Yeah, Mike, what, what are your thoughts on the yeah. trial? I, I, I think Joe is definitely used as a scapegoat. I think he is easily guilty of probably all this stuff, honestly. I think the line comes from, the, for me, it's 100% about that $3,000. All the other animal trafficking and all that kind of stuff, I think he's terribly guilty, but I think they all are. I think each and every right. one of them could be caught for buying and selling uh, animals illegally it's all about the three thousand dollars because remember we had the undercover agent try to get him to pay him right to to take out the hit and he didn't give him any money so now it's all about this alan and this three thousand dollars and it's who you believe was he was he paying him to get rid of him or just get him to move to another state because he was a bad unruly employee or was this for Carol Baskin? And I think over and over and over again, Joe said to multiple people, I wish she was dead. I wish someone would kill her. But I totally believe that the line is, do you think he was joking? Is this his hypersensitive? I'm going to shoot a dummy on air and pretend it's <laughs> Carol and just this constant stuff, which, by the way, I just want to point out, this is amazing to see the time period that they're in. Because nowadays on YouTube, you'd be flagged and off of there yeah. so fast. Yeah. Like you can't even do this like veiled threat about somebody or any kind of like little bullying or like if I was like, I hate Jesse Zayner and ball, I, my video would get pulled like immediately, <laughs> right? He's shooting guns at like images of this woman. Anyway, it really depends on on his intent, I think. And I think he probably did it. I think he was so deep in, in with her um, that he probably did it. But he definitely went down as a scapegoat because I think everybody else is involved too. Yeah, right. and to correct the record, I meant to say, Mike, I'm sorry, man, but I agree with what you were saying. And it just also as far as the fact that Alan's like the main witness and he has no credibility either. Yeah, right. what <laughs> zero, right? I mean, right. this guy is hilarious. Just the fact that, and I was wondering, actually, maybe someone can tell me the legality behind this because if I'm Alan, right, and I can put myself in the mindset of this person, if I'm him, I'm taking all three or $5,000 and doing the same thing. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, Joe. And going yeah. and partying or like tossing in my bank account or something. And that's, and, and that's kind of like right, what he said, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He, if he didn't even cross the border into Florida, 
how much of this actual intent was there to go through with it? I don't know if that lessens the charges or something like that, but I mean, come on. I don't think this is ever actually going to happen. Right. <laughs> and I, I agree. He, he actually said this would be a good way to screw Joe just to take his money and bounce. Yeah. But, but on top of that, I'm sorry, but just to dovetail on that, I just remembered you guys know it's Jeff who uh, roped Alan into it, right? And that yeah. was supposed to be his boy. The feds mm-hmm. didn't have an actual case where they had somebody on record. They had they had tried to figure it out to the uh, to the other guy, I guess, who was trying to set up the case. But the, again, they couldn't get the hitman to say something on record. And Jeff right. had to go out of his way and call Alan and bring him into the case so he can entrap Joe. But if like if I'm Alan, I'm like, yo, man, if I got if I got priors, why are you bringing me into this? So I thought that was a sucker move on Jeff's part again. Do you right. mean bringing Alan in to? convict yeah. joe or originally to commit the crime um bringing for i mean crime aside whether it was said you know hastily in passing or where he did i'm just looking more at from a loyalty aspect because they try to portray as like jeff and alan having like this look out for each other relationship and jeff's doing with all the money and alan's the guy with the prison record so obviously he can't get a job anywhere so jeff always hires him that's his boy i mean like to bring him into a federal case just because he got busted with tigers in his room he didn't have to bring alan in at that point that's what i mean alan wasn't even in the mix till he brought him in so that was the part i was like i was like real salty about i think at least the way it was edited right to me it made a lot of sense because to me in jeff's mind he's like i'm going down i i google searched how to kill her like what path, right? Yeah. Alan is my friend. I directed Joe to give him money. I was talking to Alan about doing it. So me and Alan are guilty unless we get on the same page here. That's what it looks like. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like this after show has to have a big, like allegedly and just our opinion. I'm not trying to yes. get slander charges or anything like that. I'm just saying based on how it was edited, this looks like oh my God, we're going to get in a lot of trouble. It's obvious we had a hand in this. Let's just completely play ball proactively and, uh, and we'll send this guy away because it's easy to put charges on him for all the animal stuff. Right. Cortez, sorry guys, we lost him for a second, but he's back. Tell us what you yeah. thought of the trial and everything that was Am going on. Kind of... Yeah, you're great. We see you. But yeah, we wanted, okay, um... we wanted to get your opinion on the, on the trial with Joe. Can you hear me? Is it good? Okay, so yeah. I, I mean, listening to you two talk, you know, I was pretty much like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> because I think you said everything that I would have said, especially as it relates to, you know, basically them covering themselves. I don't really know. I I still, to this this moment, I don't really understand how, how only Joe went down. I thought yes. that there were many other, I, I don't understand. Even now, like he's in jail and even watching the after show and we'll talk about it later, they're talking about all about this man and they're all just free. They're, it doesn't make any sense to me. So I just find it hard to believe like who, this is this trial. I would have liked to have been sitting there and being like, no, no, this is not right. You know, put me in the jury because he should have not been alone going down based off all the evidence, all of the parts that are missing. Even watching documentary, like Mike, Mike said, like this is evident that clearly there's more to just this one person. Jesse, I want to give a shout out to your chat real quick because you got these guys are active and we love you guys. Free Joe Exotic and Shelly Bear 22, both with something <laughs> that I wanted to bring up for you guys as yes. well. What is with Alan and his tub interview? Like whoever made this documentary somehow went out of their way. Props to them. 
to get their interview subjects in the weirdest possible situation. Whoever no. said like, Alan, do you want to just take a bath right now? And we could do the interview like that. <laughs> Whoever said like, yo, do you, how many of you want to wear shirts? Because we, you don't have to wear shirts while we interview you. The whole, it's just amazing. They were, they were lucky to find Alan. He was over at the Snooty Fox Motor Inn Hotel, you know, right off the highway. Right. You know, he could party and, you know, do whatever he needed to do and have his little bathtub slash hot tub going. That was just where they found him, man. It wasn't even just in the tub. We got to watch him draw and make the bath. Like, oh what God. the hell we is got happening? To... That was some production. Yeah. That was some production. Seriously, it's literally one of the best scenes. It, it, but it's just like you said, Mike. Like, it's they have them in the weirdest situation. So it's like him, uh, J- John Finley, never wearing a shirt at all, ever. Um, we see James Garrettson roll up on his jet ski to the theme of that's uh, the best eye, eye of the tiger, tiger. of course hell? of course and uh, there's some really good memes about Garrettson that are hilarious the fact that he stopped the interview if now this is how it was edited right but if this is what really happened if he was like hold up guys we need a jet ski break it's like yeah. we're talking about murder what are you talking about amazing and you're, like, not, and you're taking like a victory lap for basically like turning over on all these like, people you yeah. work with. I know, right? <laughs> and then it's just like, and then out of nowhere, there's a lemur. What the hell, dude? Like, what is this store that he owns? It looks like a secondhand thrift store, but there's just a lemur in a cage right there. I know. And then we go back to Joe Exotic in prison, like, yo, this was never about the lemur. What the, what is happening? Yes. And mommy in colors in the chat, and she's just chiming in more about the weirdest interview she said what about the guy work, that worked for joe with long blonde hair i think she's talking about eric cowie oh yeah uh, um, he was so drunk with empty liquor bottles all around him yeah he looked like he was in a really bad situation i was worried about him i'm like oh my god i don't know if he's gonna make it he looked terrible. he's something else and, and yeah he's something else and we, even in the after show you'd be like uh <laughs> yeah and going on, like, with the weird stuff, then at, towards the end, Carol's husband is, like, singing her this weird song. Dude, I thought he was kind of oh, normal. Yeah. He's, like, oh, he's just as insane as all of them are. Springtime, <laughs> that's a famous seem, song. He seemed normal until that, that episode. Like, right? he seemed to be pretty, like, sad. I think we talked about that in one of the episodes. Like, he seems like the, the most sane person, but now, not, not anybody with Carol cannot be sane. I mean, other than he's worried famous. about getting killed, God, like, guys. She can't kill him, though. That's what I said last episode. She cannot kill him because it would be too obvious that she killed her last yeah. husband. She'd totally get caught. Him. So he's so safe. However, yeah. you know what else I was thinking about? Because we talked about this on, on an earlier episode, too, is Saf with all, like, the shit behind her. She even is in a... She, sorry, they, they say it's she, but she goes actually by he. In mm-hmm. the um, interviews, he has a bunch of shit behind him and i'm always like what is he sitting in it looks like a junkyard but saps my boy so yes there's like a gas can and just like junk and stuff broken down tvs and computers who knows and just to chime in on um uh her husband man i'm all for you know you and your wife you want to get freaky you know you all want to dress up in Mm. the tiger skin and put a leash around him you know you know that's all good you know we could both do it but he was like on his knees in the picture just like a little tiger and when i saw that i was through i was done you guys see that picture oh yeah yeah of course it's an iconic picture yeah 
Carol, Carol likes to get down, I'm sure. I'm sure she likes Carol, to have fun. Carol said that he actually did that on his own. She said that I'm on sure their did. wedding day, he came out looking like that. She didn't instruct him to do that. Of course yeah. she didn't. I'm sure it was, it was uh, yeah. heavily implied. How about this? Let's stay on the two of them. Did you guys notice when the documentarian was interviewing them in their living room and they were watching, I think they were watching that music video with like oh, yeah. that random girl, like wild and free, whatever. Yeah. Did you notice that one of their chairs is like a, a gym equipment? Oh no. It's oh, like the totally like, into some like bar and like and like Spartan press or whatever. It's just there. Like you watch TV along with the sofa. No, that was totally I mean, some BDSM equipment. I totally thought there's a Dom and there's a submissive in that one. I peeped it. I peeped game early what's going on with them. I let me shut Jesse. I don't know if you're gonna bring this up, but free Joe Exotic in the chat just did, and it's a really good point. Have you guys seen the stuff going around yes. comparing Jeff Lowe to her first husband? Yes. Yeah. Yes, have you guys and seen say it? But, but it's Jeff not, was it's involved not. in killing the first the, the her second husband. Yes, she he looks like almost exactly like her first husband, who's still alive. It's not the husband that she killed. Right. Mike, I can't remember his last name. His name's Mike. Um, uh, I can't I can't recall his last name. But yeah, have you guys seen the, the images online? If not, you guys need to go and look. It is crazy. They match their faces up face, like right next to each other. It's insane. So yeah. there's just so much with this show. It is, I, I'm glad we're like finally to the finale of this and we've seen it come full circle. You know, the, the one thing that I want to bring up is what do you guys think about Joe at the end of this kind of all of a sudden he's going to turn on everybody and out everybody to PETA and give them all the details. And then also well, let's talk about that first, because then I have another part that I want to talk about Doc Antle with. But um, what do you <laughs> think about him? Yeah, just going off and saying, I'm going to I'm going to take down everybody with, with me. Um. I think it was just an example of them trying to make it about the animals finally, because it was like the last straw, maybe. Because, you know, Peter, I mean, what they stand for, I maybe he felt like that was the one thing that could save him from possibly not, not necessarily going in, because he was going in regardless, but saving him from going in alone. You know, like, hey, y'all come with me. They're, they're you know, they're animal cruelty, things like that. So uh, I, I, I guess he was trying, you know, if you're about to go in, you're just going to pull everything you can at the last minute to make sure that you're not just this bad person or, you know, proceed to be. So I would do the same thing, but, you know, I'm not Joe. <laughs> yeah. Um, 100%. He should and, do it. A thousand percent. Go ahead, Al. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, and true to Joe, you know, being able to read the room and, you know, put his finger in the air and see which way the wind is blowing. You know, it was, it was uh, like you guys said, as far as him, you know, I think a last minute PR, PR ditch, but then he came out with this other quote too. peep this. He was all in the news talking about, wow, me being locked up in jail in a cage. I would never do that to an animal ever again. Oh my God. I seen what it is. It's just like typical Joe at that point. And um, as far as uh, him turning, it's like one of those stories you see all the time, whether you watch like, a Scorsese film or, you know, behind the scenes crime where everybody just ends up rolling over on each other. But again, mm -hmm. I always like to look at the relationships and it says, and that speaks a lot to those people's character. For instance, uh, Doc was supposedly more of a mentor to Joe, right? And Joe kind of looked up to him and I'm sure they supported each other. And even Joe, uh, Doc spoke 
highly on his behalf when everybody was thrown in the bus. But by the end, Joe's throwing in him under the bus too. Yeah, yeah, he shoots and buries tigers and all that. And I think that's more of a, again, that's more of a reflection of, of people's character, you know, because nobody yeah. bailed him out. Basically, you know, he's going to take everybody yeah. down with him, regardless of, I don't know, you might have actually been a friend or showed him favor in the past. That's just how it looked to me. It gets even worse. I, I think they said Doc Antle was gassing Cubs, yeah. right? Once they were, yeah. that, that's yeah. messed up. 100%, like, he has no loyalty, obviously, to these people, especially the one the ones who testified against him. And again, the murder for hire charge, like they said, was real flimsy. So they need to get him on all these animal trafficking stuff. So he can very easily, I think within his rights, like, okay, you guys decided to like actually go in on me on this stuff when you were actually involved. You might've gotten a free pass on not being involved with Carol's stuff, but I'm going to nail you guys on all the animal crap that you guys are doing he might as well, man, if he really doesn't think he deserves yeah. to be in there for 22 years. 22 years is a long time for, I don't know, relatively nothing happening. The animal stuff's really bad. Don't don't take me wrong, right? But um, maybe he feels, I'm sure he feels completely unjust and go for it. Fair game now. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have so many people in the live chat saying such funny, funny so things. Many, so many funny things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So thank you guys all for joining us in the chat. Um, Just speaking of Doc really quick, did you notice that when Dylan, um, Joe's new husband, is going through his, like, storage unit, he pulls some information out because he has files on, like, everybody and all the abuse they did. But he, like, stops for a second um, to say... Like, he starts reading something about Doc did something to two cubs, and he's like, oh, oh, should I not read that? So Joe says he's going to take everybody down and he does give PETA some information that, you know, eventually gets Doc under their radar, which I think he probably was already. But um, is Joe going to, uh, is he going to turn Doc Antle into? Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of like what I was alluding to. I felt like Dylan even knew, okay, let's not throw Doc under the bus. That's how I read it. When he happened to come up with these folders with Doc, he was like, oh, let's put that away. Right. Like I said, he seemed to be the only one defending Joe in the public. So obviously, you know, they uh, Dylan flipped the script on him, but that wasn't his first inclination. You know, did he? So, yeah, that was, mm-hmm. I don't know. Did anybody else read that the same way as that? Okay, I'm not trying to get uh, uh, Doc uh, caught up in all this. Did anybody else take that the same way? I didn't. I read it as that's the evidence we're about to release. Don't say anything yet. Oh, <laughs> I took yeah. I didn't know that. I was taking it like, Al, I was taking it as like, oh, my bad. Don't read that. We don't want that on camera because we don't want, like, we're going to save Doc's ass. But Mm -hmm. then, but then he did say something to PETA about Doc. So that's where I was confused. So maybe you're right, Mike. I didn't even think about it like that. Cortez, what did you think? No, I agree. I agree. I agree with Al. I don't, I I thought that's what he was trying to do. They're trying to save it. That's what I got from it. Because Doc, he does end up getting, um, in December two, 2019, they, they said that they were like, Peter was looking into what, what he was doing and everything. If you go on his social media, though, it, it looks like everything's normal. But Peter did say that yeah. they don't like, <laughs> yeah, everything. Listen to what you just said. Everything is normal. <laughs> Listen, this guy in Myrtle with his harem of women and tigers, everything's it's all good. Normal. It's totally normal. <laughs> I mean, that's the world it, we're living in. Yeah, so I don't know. Okay, this so like all normal for them. Yeah. 
but maybe Mike's right. I never even thought about it that way. That's an interesting perspective. Guys, if you're in the live chat, let us know what you think. When you saw, um, when you saw Do or Dylan put away the file on Doc Antle, was Joe trying to save Doc Antle's ass or is he going to turn him in? Also, if you're in the live chat, again, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Remember to comment because we love hearing from you guys. But um, Every thumbs up is one more vote to free Joe. So, oh, geez. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Al, you don't, you, you're not, you're not about that free Joe life then. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I mean, I, it's the funny thing is, since this episode one, I would have been like two thumbs up for Joe. Totally. We're gonna just as I love. This is just a great documentary because because the way the narrative plays out. There's the yeah. rise and the literal fall of the Tiger King, and um, the way it it takes you on a journey again from at least people like me who was almost like empathetic for him and kind of pushing for the eccentric outsider guy that everybody seemed to be picking on because he was different you know um he i mean he deserves no empathy but it was but it, it was a nice character arc it was a character arc like downhill yeah mike mike what are your overall thoughts on the show i i loved the show for how fascinating it was how funny it was and how every moment not even episode but every moment you don't think it can get weirder or you could be more surprised and you're just like, what now? What now? Now there's meth. Now there's mer It's like, it just keeps <laughs> building. And I've talked often just with friends and stuff about how, how interesting it is, these little pockets of society. You know, I talked to you offline when we were just chit-chatting about the show, about how I remember John Oliver's original story about him in 2016 when he was running for president and just thinking, oh, that's funny. But then this documentary really takes you down the rabbit hole on how there's this weird society of people who collect exotic animals. How would you ever be exposed to something like that or think this nonsense is going on? It just, it takes you out of, you know, what my life is pretty boring, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Cortez, um, your, your overall with, thoughts on the, with, on the season. Like, I enjoyed the show. Initially, I, I came from the hype, you know? I was like, oh, what is this about? Let me go and see what it's about. And honestly, at first episode, I was like, okay. But after episode one, to from two all the way to the end, I was just very, I was, I was you know, drawn in based off of all the drama. Like, I like drama, you know, and this is real drama, reality, reality life. So <laughs> you, you can always find me, like, doing this. Um, but I think the one thing it, it kind of shows us is that there, within all these organizations and companies and businesses, like, there's a lot of, things going on that we don't know um and you know but this ought to be happening in oklahoma you know all this big big drama in this small small place um mm -hmm. i think it was just you know interesting to watch to kind of yeah. take back and be like well when you go like i like to travel so i went to thailand i did the um the um what's it called the i, I did a tiger they had like a tiger kingdom tour where you can go in and pick the tigers I'm thinking back, like, I should, I should probably not have been there with them tigers because what if, what if you're part of the problem thing that I was visiting? <laughs> I know I have a, I have a video with a tiger, like dancing on a tiger. Did you uh, watch yeah, an elephant too? Come on, man. I did. I wrote an elephant, but don't, <laughs> don't crucify me. Don't crucify me. What all you guys are saying is something that this particular documentary did very well as far as like exposing us to a world or a subculture yeah. that we don't know about. And when you think about it, when you add up how the only people, the people who traffic in animals like this, it's illegal. So it probably yeah. only 
attract people, you know, who can't make an otherwise le legal living, you know, so think about the people that it attracts. And I just like to get to see inside their universe, you know, and like go exactly. home with them. And, you know, we got a chance to see all the, the freaky shit that they're up to, you know, yeah. behind the door and behind yeah. the scenes. <laughs> and I from a really oh. young age, right? When right. I was 16, yeah. I was like, what you know video game am i gonna play next not how can i buy a cougar and this is really accessible to me but all of them have pictures with their like 70s mullets or whatever and here's my four bobcats what are you doing what are you talking right. about we have a bunch of people in the chat commenting on their overall thoughts as well we have mommy in color that says this was an amazing documentary so many twists and turns one of the most convoluted stories i've ever heard we have free joe exotic says the big cat game is cut cutthroat af um, and Carol Exotic said, this show is great, but if the entire world wasn't on quarantine, then it probably wouldn't have gotten as big as it did. Hmm. I don't it, know. It's definitely at the right time. It definitely did not hurt yes. it. So yeah. good for them. Yep. People, so. yeah, people were drawn to it. I mean, you know, we're, we're home. So it's like, let's go right. watch, you know, I, I, it's just basically what else is there to do? When you see something trending, what is Tiger King? You go watch it, right? You know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> So before uh, we end this episode, we're going to go to Al, who has his special segment on hashtag animal apocalypse, where he's going to tell us more about some weird creatures during <laughs> apocalypse. Hey, everybody. It's your boy, Al. And what are we like week forward to the lockdown here in L.A.? It's God, still it's the apocalypse. We like to refer to this segment as the animal hashtag animal apocalypse, hashtag quarantine and chill. While there's an apocalypse going down out there, we get to reside in the quarantine and chill. And this story is going to be on, and I couldn't even barely, I, I had never even like heard of this animal before. Um, of it. Actually, I just, I just lost the link. Can you go to a, somebody else real quick? Just yeah, 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 no problem. Um, I'm, I'm going to move right along and then we'll go back to Al, but we have a little bit of news and gossip. If you guys are big 90 Day Fiance fans, which I myself am a huge 90 Day Fiance fan, um, you will know of Sean Robinson, who is the host of the reunions for 90 Day Fiance, but there was some news and a little bit of <clears> drama <throat> that went on this week. Because 90 Day Fiance host Sean Robinson feuds with Joel McHale, who did the episode eight of The Tiger King, which we'll get to, you know, after this, um, after fans demand he hosts the tell-all. So 90 Day Fiance host Sean Robinson's feuds with him after fans demand he hosts the tell-all. Sean became passive aggressive as she attacked fans for their ideas. <laughs> Um, so she started out, you know, she's on Access Hollywood. She was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, all this stuff. But she's best known for her 90 Day Fiance tell-alls. That's the reunion special at the end of 90 Day Fiance where she gets all the couples together and, and asks them questions and everything else. And basically, um, it said that she was sparring with Joel McHale, according to Reddit. McHale recently hosted the eighth episode of Tiger King, which also happened to be the reunion. Uh, with the cast minus Joe Exotic and a few others. Um, he was funny. He got into character and overall kept the audience attention. While Robinson has been blasted by fans for being boring and robotic in nature. Now some viewers are calling for her replacement with none other than McHale. Robinson decided not to take these decided not to take these rumors laying down and quickly formed a rebuttal, a rebuttal on social media. Are any of you guys 90 Day Fiance fans? And have you seen Ro uh, Sean Robinson on the tell-alls. Yes and yes. Okay. What no do and you, no. Okay. <laughs> what do you think of her on the tell-alls? 
I I personally don't love the 90 Day Fiance after shows and reunions. I wish it was more Bachelor. I think they should do it in front of a live studio audience so there's some more energy. To me, it's a really dead show. It's very silent. There's no music. Um, She's a fine host. I I don't. I don't necessarily agree at all that Joel would do a better job or anything. I think they're real different. Joel's very comedic. Totally. She's definitely more straightforward, but I just think in general, whatever they need to do, that after show needs more energy. Yeah, I do agree. Do you think so- that, that maybe they would have been better off, you know, swapping in terms of, if no? Mm, I don't think I don't, so. I don't watch none of that yet, so but based think- off of the person that you're saying, is, you know, I know I saw that people were, you know, kind of criticizing, you know, Joel based off of his personality for this, you know, I enjoyed it, but basically it seems like they have the opposite type of personalities to where maybe that type of human would do better over there versus over here, you know? Yeah. It sounds like this complaint was just a random person who okay. loves Joel McHale, right? It's, okay. it's there's, there's not any specific, yeah, there's no specific connection to 90 Day Fiance. I mean, Joel McHale would probably do a funny yeah. Survivor reunion too. Right. But yeah. 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 So I don't know. I, I I don't mind Sean Robinson, but I agree. I think I there's so much that happens in 90 Day Fiance too. So if you're quarantined at home, go ahead and catch up on that because that's a great show. And then join our <laughs> after show on After Buzz because why not? It's amazing. Um, but I, I mean, I think Joe McHale is exactly what Mike said. He's different. So I think it'd be funny, but I'm not calling for Sean Robinson's head at this point, even though I think that the show could be a little bit more energetic with a live audience because I think it would just be hilarious. And Angela, anytime you have mm-hmm. Angela or Darcy on, on the after show, it's, <laughs> it's cool. Mm-hmm. So just bring Angela back for next season. But real before, quick, Jess, FYI, I got my link back. If you yeah, want, I was just going to move on. Let, let's go back to Al G segment. Go, Al. Okay, yeah, sorry about that, guys. Had some technical difficulties. But this is to continue on with the hashtag animal apocalypse while we hashtag quarantine and chill. Tardigrades, everyone's favorite near microscopic invertebrates on six legs, may be able to swallow their own mouths. This year, biologist Raphael Martin Lido scooped a tardigrade from the Saha River in northern Spain and discovered strange chrysalis in the water bears in the water bear's stomach. Martin Lido suspected that the glittering chunks might be bits of aragonite, a mineral made of carbon and calcium that form tardigrades, uh, food piercing stylets on either side of their mouths. The tiny animals occasionally molt and regrow each stylet. So it's conceivable that the pieces uh, of their mouth bits sometimes end up in their pudgy bellies so another evidence of animals eating their own it is indeed not just the zombie apocalypse we had the zombie ants eating their own and now we got the tardigrades eating themselves and that comes to you by way of livescience.com Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> watch out for those tardigrades. Al, Al brings us the most interesting information about these animals. I had no idea. So thanks so much, Al. <laughs> thanks, Mike, for joining us. But this is all we've got for the finale of Tiger King. But stick around because, guys, we will come back to talk about their eighth episode with Joe McHale. I guess it's a reunion of sorts. Um, Tiger so and jo- I. Yes, the tiger it. and yeah. I. So, jo- so join us for that. We'll definitely be talking more about that, and we can, you can tell me more about Sean Robinson because we have a bunch of people in the live chat who also watch Ninety Day Fiance. I so appreciate you guys because I love that show. Um, it's almost as big of a shit show as this, but not quite. So, 
Until next episode, Algie, tell everybody where they can find you. Hey everybody, it's your boy Al Grag. You can find me on Instagram at ALG, that's Algie underscore Jamaica House Film. And tune in to me and Jess. Definitely follow Jess as well because we're going to be doing uh, some of our own uh, content and provide another uh, podcast where we recap a lot of the latest stuff that's going on on Netflix and the social media world where you can continue to quarantine and chill with us. So you guys stay tuned. Yes. And Cortez, tell everybody where they can find you. Okay. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at Stupid Wild Tess. Um, I also am a content creator, so you can find me on YouTube uh, at The Lean. That's just The Lean, like The Lean In. And yeah. uh, you can yes. catch me doing other things too with pop culture and other TV shows as well. Perfect. And thanks so much for joining us today. Our special guest host, Mike Feeling. Mike, tell everybody hey, where they Mike. can find you and what other yes. shows you're uh, doing with AfterBuzz. Oh, thank you so much. This was fun. The last thing I wanted to point out, by the way, I forgot to mention this. At worst, Joe is in jail for 22 years, which means a 70-ish year old Joe Exotic is going to be out. And 20 years <laughs> from now, we're going to have some kind of other reality show. My name is Mike Feeling. Guys, you can follow me everywhere at Mike Feeling. Later today, I'm doing Survivors After Show. We're doing Married at First Sight. Friday, I'm doing Too Hot to Handle. We've also got Win, Win the Wilderness about the Alaskan frigid frontier. That's another Netflix show coming out. Love seeing you guys. Thanks for having me. This is super fun. I'll probably rewatch yes. the season again next week. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Again, if you're in the live chat, thank you so much. Give us a like and head over to episode eight because we will cover the final episode of The Tiger King. Thanks, guys. See ya. See you later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.